opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for another book match call. I'm Shannon facilitating for you once again. And for those of you who are not familiar with what we do here, one of my very, very favorite things in life is matching people with books that they will love. And so I'm going to invite you to raise your hands and chat with me about things that you've loved to read, maybe genres that you're looking for, more books in, maybe a book you've loved that you're looking for something that can kind of give you that same vibe. Um, If I had gone to library school, I can think of nothing better than working in a library. And since I don't work in a library, I spend a lot of time recommending books and paying attention to books that have recently been released. So I can hopefully match you with something that you will love. I read in a pretty wide variety of genres, um, mostly fiction, although I have been known to delve a bit into nonfiction. If you ask me for something that I can't recommend tonight, I will do my best to find something for you um, the next week. So definitely don't worry about stumping me if it happens. I will do some research and hopefully be able to come back and give you something awesome. Before we get started fully, I do want to thank Herbie for streaming to ACB Media 5 and, of course, Clubhouse as well. And thanks goes out to Ray for hosting tonight. So, if we have... Any raised hands, um, Ray, you can let me know, and we will get this started. Um, we don't have any hands at this point. All right. I believe... Herbie, did you have one in Clubhouse that you were going to bring up? Huh. Okay. No, maybe? Okay. Maybe not. Okay. All right. I think I saw Allie here when I, um, before the call started. And if that's true, Allie, you had asked me for a recommendation last week, which I researched and have for you. So if you are here, um, she is. For me. I am. Yay. <laughs> yes, I didn't forget. I'm glad you did. I appreciate that you didn't. I did not forget. All right. So I found a couple of things. Um, Both of these are self-help kind of geared toward like the mental health um, workbook sort of side of things like you had asked for. Um, So I'm hoping that these work for you. If not, you can... Definitely feel free to let me know. Let's see. I'm just trying to get into my file here. So I found two different things. And one of them is available in both Kindle and um, audio. And then the (laughs) other I was able to find just in Kindle. Um, Okay. 
first one is All right, so it is the Big Feeling Survival Guide. And oh, I haven't it, seen that one before. I'll have to look at that on. Uh... And this is by Alice, A-L-Y-S-E. So it's either Alice or Elise. And the last name is spelled R-U-R-I-A-N-I. And this is the one that is only available in Kindle that I could find. The other one is the Unwanted Thoughts and Intense Emotion Workbook. It's by John, J-O-N, Hirschfield, H-E-R-S-H, Field, F-I-E-L-D. And this is the one that is in both Kindle and in audio. Thank you so much, Shannon. You're welcome. And these are Ooh. not books that I am like super familiar with. So I'm hoping that these are kind of, you know, in the like basic idea of what you're looking for. Um, definitely, you know, feel free to like let me it. know. Definitely feel free to let me know if they do or don't work for you. And if I can get a copy and like them, I'll let you know. Cool. We have a raised hand, uh, Rachel. Hello. Hi, Rachel. Hello. Um, thanks for having me on the air. Um, You're welcome. Okay. Um, I'm into self-help as well. And I also enjoy um, uh, other books as well, like um, Murder Mysteries, but... Um, not scary mur murder mysteries. Um, would you be able to match me with a, a couple? Um, I'm a huge Bard fan. Um, I use I am, the Bard. I am constantly board. telling people to cultivate a positive relationship with Bard, so that makes me very happy. <laughs> I'm over my 100 limit at this time. Oh, uh, no. Oh, yeah. That's I a bad to place to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's very sad. Okay, so can you tell me a few things? I usually ask um, for three things that you have read and loved recently. Let's see. I'm really into murder mysteries with recipes in them. Um, like, you know, Joanne Fluke. It's the okay. and murder mysteries. Yes. Those I like. Um, occasionally I like um, self-help books. Uh, maybe you can help me find ones with that have to do with essential oils in them or, you know, meditation, relaxation. Sometimes romance books, too. Okay. Like Is what? That, that That's perfect. So if you're talking about romance, what mm -hmm. type of romance? Like, are you talking about like contemporary romance that has kind of a modern setting or maybe like something that's historical? Um, like what kind of things make a good romance for you? I would say contemporary. Okay. All right. So 
Do you like books that deal with magic at all? I would say big time, yes. Okay. Then, for you, I have the Dowser series. The author is Megan Fiena Doige, D-O-I-D-G-E. And these are urban fantasy kind of paranormal romance so you're they're solving like magical crimes mm-hmm. and the main character in this series is a baker um, oh she's in Canada and she has a bakery called cake in a cup and so it's like a cupcakery basically. And she has oh, all right. these fantastic recipes that she talks about. And you get to hear like all the things that she puts in her various cakes. I have heard that there's a cookbook that goes along with this series. I have not found it yet. Now, the, the sad thing about this is these are not going to be on Bard, um, unfortunately. But you can find them in Kindle or Audible if those are ways that you read. I do not. Oh, sad. Okay. So if you're looking for something that is like specifically on Bard, then I am going to recommend the Diane Mott Davidson series. And this is about a caterer who kind of gets swept up into solving various murder mysteries. Um, They are cozy mysteries so they're not you know you're not going to have a lot of gore on the page it's not going to be like super dark or they are going to be kind of the cozy um cozy mysteries there are quite a few in this series it is a bit of an older series so this author you know has had quite a bit of time to write um a bunch of a bunch of books here So that is one series that I can recommend. Um, There are also, let's see. Do you do Bookshare as well or just Bard? Only Bard. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to quickly look this up before I tell you, because I want to make sure that what I'm about to tell you is actually on Bard. Um, okay, so let's see. I'm going to um move to romance for a minute while I look this up for you. Um, so as far as romance, I would. So I'm thinking of like contemporary romances that are a little bit lighter, maybe that have a bit of suspense, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to take us way back to some early romances of like Victoria Holt, H-O-L-T, and mm-hmm. Phyllis Whitney. I don't know if you've read either of those, but both of I, them are. I have not. Okay. So both of them are on Bard and they tend to 
I think like they're they they were contemporary a lot of them at the time that they were written like they wouldn't feel as contemporary now but they kind of remind me of like some of the gothic um romances like a lot of times they're set like in an old house and there's something mysterious going on there that you know they're trying to help us you know, they're, they're trying to find. Um, these are usually set in pretty cool locations, like places that you don't necessarily read a lot of books in. Um, so you can like find things set like in Cornwall, for example. Um, they are usually, I don't know, kind of on the, on the longer side, I would say, um, depending, you know, what you, what you think of as a long book. But I would, I would say those might be a good place to start. Um, I also want to mention a couple things in terms of like meditation and relaxation. Okay. Um, and Tara Brock, B-R-A-C-H, has quite a few things. I am not positive as to whether she is on bard but um you could definitely look her up and if you will come back next week i will have um a few other recommendations for you that that way i can make sure that everything i'm telling you is actually on bard okay thank you so thank you. much thank you very much i greatly appreciate your time you're so welcome. We have Lynn. Lynn, you can unmute. Okay. Hi, everybody. Hello. So I wanted to comment and, and say that I really enjoyed last week's book chat, and I got a lot of good recommendations. Yay. And um, I, I have some other ideas for books I want to read, but I can't find the authors the, of the ex the examples I wanted to give, so I can't um, give you any tonight, I guess. But anyway, I I did want to comment and say that I really enjoyed last week's. So thank you. You had mentioned at one point wanting to read books about COVID. Oh yes, I did. You're right. Okay. So books about COVID. Jody Picot, P-I-C-O-U-L-T, oh, yeah. wrote a book called Wish You Were Here. And oh. this is set like, right kind of at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. Okay. So that is one. There's also a memoir called The Emergency. And the author is Thomas Fisher. This one is on Bard, as is the Jody Picot. Okay. Um. It is, The Emergency is a book specifically about working in the emergency department oh. during the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Also on Bard is a book that came out during 2020, and it's called The Wuhan Diaries. And it looks at the start of the pandemic in China. Mm. Um, How do you spell Wuhan? Do you know? You know, 
That's a very good question that I do not <laughs> know the answer to. Okay, well, that's okay. I can find it. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is not an exact match because it's based on a fictional pandemic that you know didn't actually occur. In fact, the author wrote this book just before um, COVID actually happened. But there's a book called Doctors and Friends. And it is about sort of this fictional pandemic and what it's like for a group of female doctors who are working oh. in hospitals kind of around um, around the, the country. And I'm checking for you quickly uh, so that I could give you the author's name um, correctly. I want to make sure that I have that spelling for you. What are, what are you trying to spell? What? I'm sorry. What are you trying to spell, Shannon? Oh, I was looking up um, the author of a specific book um, so that I could give it to her correctly. The first thing she asked me to spell was Wuhan, Wuhan. as in like Wuhan <laughs> Diary, um, which is the, the place in, in China but I do not know how to spell that. Oh, I have that one for you. I Googled it. It's, oh, you know, thanks. <laughs> it's W-U-H-A-N. Thanks, Mika. Mika is the best. And I'm looking this up for you right now. Um, this Doctors and Friends book. All right. So this is Kimmery, K-I-M-M-E-R-Y Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, that ought to get me, keep me going for a while. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I hope you enjoy them. Oh, I will. All right. We have Mika next. Oh, Hello, Mika. Shannon. Hello. I've been looking forward to this all day and I'm going to try not to monopolize anything. So if there's time later, I probably will have another thing. Um, so I, um, okay. So a couple of things, one, um, the Kindle app is broken right now. So I know if you love reading by Kindle, it is very much broken. So if you've not updated it, don't <laughs> Will it work with a braille display. Do you know? Or it's just um, the whole thing. I saw like, somebody was having trouble with that. Um, but I know for sure that the last line, the last word on the line and the first word on the next line is all jammed together. And so if oh. you're, and it doesn't do it if you're reading line by line, but who the heck wants to read a book like that? So that'd be terrible. <laughs> that'd be awful. Um, yes. Well, so, thank you for passing that on. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm looking for books this week that are like, rich in scope and i think the best way that i want to that i would like to um describe it is like a maybe one book you know maybe it's like a, a big series that takes place in like different universes or different you know each book might take place in a different universe or maybe you see like generations or legacies of families um 
or legacies of characters. Um, and I'm really kind of looking for that. I'm looking for that um, mainly in either like a fantasy, urban fantasy, or even uh, science fiction regard. So basically something that's really large in scope with lots and lots of books in the series. So as far as series that are kind of, you know, spread across a wide range of like universes, um, I know that, and I think you've read some of these, but I think He's worth reminding people about because I actually forgot about this series until like pretty recently when I picked it back up. And that is um, the Adept universe that Megan Sienna Doidge has created. I don't know if you ever finished all of those. I did um, not. I, um, oh. I knew there was a reading order, so I got I got a little overwhelmed. <laughs> yes, it, it definitely did um, overwhelm me a bit as well. And so I kind of went away from it and then, you know, forgot and like came back finally. And I'm very glad that I did because I do really enjoy these. Um, you are also, I think, a fan of the Becky Chambers uh, series, right? Like the long way to yes. a small angry planet. Okay. So I'm thinking that I'm trying to remember she has another series out. Um, and these, I think, are not quite, I don't know, they don't quite feel like they have that that warmth that the Wayfarer series has, but they're called Monk and Robot. And Ooh, okay. I thought, yeah, I thought of you um when I when I saw this, because I remember that you had you know, really enjoyed uh, Wayfarers. And from what I can tell, and I haven't read this, so I'm, I'm going by, you know, things that I've heard from people who have, is that it does like do that thing where you see different characters in the series and then sort of pop in and like check in on them in previous books, even if the author is not like the main um even if the, the main character in the first book is not necessarily the focus of the second book you do Ooh. kind of pop back in and like visit people which i think is kind of cool um something else that kind of does this is ilona andrews and her edge series where you get to know these group of this group of characters in the four books that make up the series but then if you read her Innkeeper series, you also get to sort of check back in with those characters. And that is kind of a cool blend of science fiction and fantasy where you have like the urban fantasy of the Edge books and then the science fiction of the Innkeeper books. The Edge is the most underrated series. It was one of the most underrated series that I've ever read. They're so good, but I think it's way I underrated. I didn't know you'd read The Edge. <laughs> They're have you so read good. have you read innkeeper i have <laughs> ah! i know i'm sorry <laughs> that's okay well let me think about this then okay and let me uh return to you with some like sci-fi um and fantasy stuff that might fill that particular um hole for you and i also just wanted to um 
tell Rachel that if she's looking for like some romances that are kind of kind of light, maybe not too terribly scary, um, that she might want to check out Julie Garwood. Ooh, yes. Although if you go into the contemporaries, some of those will <clears throat> make they're they're crazy. not as dark. They're not they're darker than cozy, but they're not as dark as like a Karen Rose. That that's um, true. That's and, true. And there's also, I think, a, a lot of humor that helps to kind of balance out. It's more like hijinks and action, but it doesn't like take itself as seriously as a lot of different, as a lot of like other romantic suspense novels might. I would agree with that. And if you delve into her historicals, um, if historicals are something that you're into, I think she has done just a ton of really great historicals as well. So thank you for bringing her, um, bringing her up. Of course. Thank you, Shannon. <laughs> you're welcome. Mika always lives on the edge. Um, okay. <laughs> we have somebody by the name go, going by iPhone. Could you unmute, identify yourself, and tell us who you are? My name is Stacy, and I'm sorry that I'm back to being iPhone and Zoom. I've switched that several times. <laughs> so sorry about that. I'll take um, care of you. Thank you. Shannon. <laughs> so I tonight, I love this call. Um, and I am looking for epistolary romances. Um, I, last night I was in the middle of a horrible thunderstorm. I needed a comfort read. So I picked up Dear Aaron by Mariana Zapata for like the fourth time and read that as my town was flooding. <laughs> and um, I'm just hoping maybe you have something that sort of feels like that or like, um, the um, Heart and Mercy book by Megan Bannon that I read last oh, year. Gosh. I'm just looking for something I that wish. feels like one of those. I know that was really I special. wish there was another book like The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy by Megan Bannon. Um, I think that just was it's such an incredible, incredible book. Um, so for epistolaries. The first thing I'm going to recommend may seem a little off because of, of the title, um, but it's The Last Christmas in Paris. Oh, and yes. it's um, Hazel Gaynor and Heather Webb. And the thing that I liked most about this is it is a historical epistolary, so it takes us like back to World War One. Mm -hmm. But I love sort of the sense of community that can be found in these books like you see all these letters and you're really able to get to know all the characters like whether you're talking about you know somebody who's at home kind of waiting for a loved one to return from war or if we're talking about somebody who you know is actually fighting um all of the characters are brought to life in a way that is just incredibly rich um, and it's something that I have come to appreciate about these two authors, especially when they're writing together. Like they've both done incredible things on their own, but when they write together, I just think that what they do um, is, is just really, really special. Um, so that is one. 
that I would recommend if you're kind of, you know, looking to go back like into something historical. Um, yeah, that's been on my TBR for a really long time. And I just, I kind of forgot about it, you know, cause my TBR is kind of unwieldy <laughs> and unmanageable. Uh, yes. So, but that, um, that is the I'll, best I'll, way to have a TBR. Yes, I would say it really is. <laughs> yes. Um, there's also, and I can't remember if this is something that I have mentioned in the past, um, but there's also, a, it doesn't have quite as much as, um, quite as much of an epistolary feel as like Dear Aaron, but it has that sort of like people not knowing each other, like they're, they're communicating but they're, you know, they're not really sure who they're talking to. It's done over a series of like blog posts and comments in blog posts. Um, and that is Hannah Khan Carries On. And it is a contemporary romance that does kind of the like enemies to lovers trope Yay. mixed with this sort of epistolary aspect um, she is an author that I don't think gets as much attention as I would, you know, hope that that she would at some point. Um, and there were quite a few things about this one that I enjoyed. And I think especially if you're looking for something that really kind of combines those two elements of like enemies to lovers and the epistolary, um, it it does that very nicely. So those would be the, the ones that I can think of off the top of my head that might sort of fill um, what you're looking for. Thank you. You're very welcome. Okay. okay. We have a phone number, area code 614, ending in 689. You can unmute. Um. <laughs> This is my first time on this call, so I'm not sure if this is uh, something you guys, you know, would prefer, but I'm taking my chance. Um, the person that you talked about uh, that was looking for books and you gave her that uh, Wish You Were Here book. Yes. Um, there, there is a, a book club uh, that's called the Villa Book Club, and they're part of the uh, iBug Today group. And they're going to be discussing uh, that particular book on September the 14th. So I don't know if this is an individual who's interested in, in book clubs, but if you are and you decide to read it and you want to be part of a discussion, I thought I would just step in here and let you guys know that. And I hope it's okay that I'm doing that. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And that's that's very good information, I think, you know, especially if it's a book group that's open to like people kind of popping in and out for discussions. I would say so, yeah, from my experience I've had with them. Yeah, then I definitely appreciate you um, coming in to share that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just going to start reading it myself. So it should be an interesting book, I think. Thank you. If you've read her stuff in the past, um, this one, you know, has some of that similar feel although I think a little bit less of like the legal and courtroom stuff right. that we often see um, but it's it's definitely worth your worth your time thank you you're welcome all right um, 
Herbie, uh, you haven't popped up your hand, so I'm assuming the answer is no. That we do we have anyone in Clubhouse? <coughs> no, we have not had anybody in Clubhouse raise their hands yet. All right. All right. So right now, right now, Shannon, you have no hands. All right. So I want to take some time while we don't have any hands. And if we do get some, um, as I'm talking, you can definitely interrupt me and let me know. Sure will. Um, but I want to mention a few things that came out this week. Um, you know, some weeks are bigger book release weeks than others, but I do always try to find like a few things to mention um, that come out each week. So I want to talk about a few historical romances first. And the first one is An Earl to Remember. It is the second book in Stacy Reed's Unforgettable Love series. And what I will say about her books is that they are fantastically rich in character development, historical detail, diversity, all of these things. But if you are someone who is wedded to reading an audio, please, 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 please play the audible sample before you buy these because the narrators are not always phenomenal. And I know the first time I tried to read one of her books in audio, I struggled with the, the particular narrator that was chosen. But if you can read them, you know, in as ebooks, or if you go ahead and get the audio and you find, you know, that you don't mind the narrator so much, um, I think she is someone that is definitely worth checking out, um, especially if you're looking for historical romances that don't necessarily tread all of the same types of, I don't know, hills and valleys that we're used to in historical romance. Um, so that again is an Earl to Remember. And it is, it's by Stacey Reed. And it is the second book in her Unforgettable Love series. We also have Knockout by Sarah McLean. And this is the third, so the final book in her Hell's Bells trilogy. And it is um, a little kind of a companion to her like Scandal and Scoundrel series. Um, Sarah McLean is an author that a lot of people really, really love. She is um, somebody who's known for kind of the, the heroines who are not afraid to, you know, kind of I don't know, step out of line a little bit, like people who kind of march to the beat of their own drum. Um, some of her heroes can be a little bit dark. So if you're not a fan of some of the like darker, broodier heroes, then that might not be something that you want to check out. But if you're looking for some historical romance, then Sarah McLean, she's got a, a big backlist as well. So definitely you would have, um, you know, quite a few things to dive into. We also have a standalone novel by Mary Jo Putney. 
And this is called Silver Lady. And Mary Jo Putney is an author that I started reading way back in the late 90s when I first was discovering the world of historical uh, romance. And she's written a lot of different series, but this one is a standalone. Um, I'm hoping that we'll see this one brought to Bard um, in the near future. I can almost guarantee that the Sarah McLean book will be there. Um, I'm not so sure about the Stacey Reed. I feel like some of her books end up there, but not, not as many as we might hope. But if you've read some of the older Mary Jo Putney books and you've liked her writing, then this might be something um, also to keep an eye out for. Um, moving more toward contemporary, we have a new Brendan Novak. And Brendan Novak has done some amazing stuff in the past in both romantic suspense and contemporary romance. Um, this one, though, is called Tallulah's Back in Town, and it's the first book in her Coyote Canyon series. And this looks like it kind of treads that line between romance and women's fiction. So I'm kind of wondering if the romance might take a bit of a backseat to some of the themes of like self-discovery um, that we that we can expect in some women's fiction. So that is Tallulah's Back in Town, and it's by Brenda Novak. Um, if you're looking for something that is kind of more firmly in that women's fiction category, we have a debut novel, which is called The Year of Second Chances, and this is by Laura Avery. And it is a story of a woman who is learning to love life again and not just like find love in a romantic way, but learning to really fall in love with herself and all of the things that she can bring into, you know, into her life. So whether we're talking about, you know, getting out and trying new things or really embracing the gifts that maybe she doesn't realize she has um, it looks like that is kind of what this book focuses on. And it is The Year of Second Chances by Laura Avery. You have a hand. Okay. Uh, Rachel. Hello again. Hello. Um, another book that I forgot to mention was the Mary Higgins Clark series. Do you have any that are less scary? that are not in like a suspense um, type of genre? So Mary Higgins Clark wrote a lot of like mystery and suspense. So are you looking for still kind of like that mystery, but without so more of like the, the cozy mysteries? Exactly. Okay. So... Let me think about this for a minute. There is a series. Um, it's called the Mercy and Elvis series. Uh-huh. And it is um, a little bit darker than some cozies, but I would say definitely not as dark as like some of the Mary Higgins Clark books that you were um, that you were talking about. 
So the author is Paula Munir, and it's M-U-N-I-E-R. And I believe the first two books in that series are on Bard so far. Um, so that might be one that you could check out. I think there are four books in total. Okay. But the third one, for some reason, I think the third one is missing from Bard. Um, which is always sort of a, a frustrating thing when that happens. That's mean. I know. I would also recommend if you're looking for something that isn't you know, super like dark and scary. Um, the Kim Harrison, Rachel Morgan series. These are kind of longer urban fantasies. You see like the witches and she has a, a pixie that is her friend um, that kind of rides around attached to an earring of hers. Um, he lives in a desk in her house in the winter um, they do have some darker themes as the series goes on, but again, they're not going to be like scary or, you know, super like gory on the page. Mm -hmm. um, and that is the Hollows series, also known as the Rachel Morgan series by Kim Harrison. And those are almost all on Bard, except for the last one, which just came out in June. So I'm guessing that that one um, would be on Bard, you know, before, before too long. I would also recommend for you the Carolyn Hart books. And she has several, several series. Um, some of them do have a little bit of like a, a ghost feel, but not all of them. Um, I think there are a couple that are set in a bookstore. There's one called the Death on Demand series. Um, and these are kind of similar to, you know, what you're talking about with like the, the cozy feel where you get the idea that, you know, there's been some murder or mayhem, but you don't actually see it on the page. Okay. Okay, so hopefully that will, uh, those will be a few things that you can dive into. Thank you very much. I'll check the new releases and see if there's anything there too. Ah, yes, the new releases are always good to check. I check those every day. <laughs> awesome. Great. And Mika's back. Mika. Mika's back. <laughs> All right. Listen, I'm not a big audiobook person, but when I do read them, like they're good. And then I'm like, I could be an audiobook person. But then as I'm reading them, I'm like, I could also have read like five voice dream books by then. <laughs> but read them up. <laughs> um, so, but I'm wondering. So, um, I know I've told you about the Dungeon Crawler Carl um, series, which is like yes. lit RPG. I don't remember if you've ever read them. I have or, the first one sitting on my iPad, but I have not picked it up and read or it Or like yet. listen to a sample. Um, I did hear a sample. Okay. So I would like something more that has, I guess, like more 
production because it gives it gets my um, imagination going a little bit more. Um, and a lot of times on Audible, I tend to buy things like um, the Joanna Joanna Bourne books, where there's you know she starts in the 1900s and goes to like 1999. They're like history. They're history oh, yeah. books, but it's all like through sound. So you hear all the interviews of, or like all of the really famous recordings of people. Um, so I'm, I just am looking for like a kind of an audio journey, maybe something that's more like dramatized um, or something that like the experience of the book is more enhanced because of the audio. Oh. Anna Mayer has done quite a few of her books in graphic audio. Um, and I don't know if, if all of them are like this, but I know that her, um, her elemental series, which I believe starts with, oh gosh, I can't remember what it starts with. Um, but her elemental series, I'm pretty sure is done in graphic audio. Um, there's also her Riley Adamson series, which I cannot remember if you've read or not, but those are also available in graphic audio. Um, Sarah J. Moss, her um, Court of Thorns and Roses has also been done in graphic audio, at least the first three books. Um, I don't think the like the fourth, which is technically shorter than the other three, um, but still not something that I would consider like novella length. Um, but still, you know, shorter than like the the thirty some hours that some of her books have have grown to be. Um, at least the first three of those, though, are in graphic audio. And I know that there is a website, and I, it might be something like really obvious, like graphicaudio.com. I'm just not positive. Um, but it uh, might be a good, a good place to sort of start. Okay. Um, and also... If you have read any of the Janine Frost, like Cat and Bones series, or otherwise known as Night Huntress, I want to say that the first few of those have been produced in graphic audio. Um, but if you're looking for something that's more sort of like nonfiction, kind of like what you were talking about, like that sort of audio journey, I would probably look into like what audible calls like the great courses which i think tend to kind of feel more like you know they they carry you through some of the more like non-fiction things but i'm not quite sure how much production a lot of those have they don't they don't um, have a whole lot the history one for the joanna i don't know if you've ever read the joanna born uh books at all but like um, when they talk about like, you know, landing on the moon, for example, she oh, yes. plays, she has like those audio recordings, like when Winston Churchill's giving his famous speeches, she has like, those are interwoven into the book. 
and they're really cool. And then, um, and I bought like the Discworld, a couple of Discworld like dramatizations on Audible. It's just like I have twelve audio credit Audible credits right now, and and I'm like, hmm, I want to, I want to spend them on some stuff. You might also look at some of the other like game lit or like lit RPG, depending how they categorize them, because I'm wondering. And this is just a guess on my end. Like it's it's nothing that I know for sure. But it seems like from things that I've seen that you'll find some more of those with like a little bit more production. I think partly because a lot of times they're like bigger, fuller worlds. And I think a lot of the authors tend to, you know, like want to bring that sort of immersive feel um to those type of books like one that's like really really long and it's like the the wandering in i think oh yes 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 yes. and they're like really long um like i think each book is like 25 or 30 hours but i feel like when i looked at the samples for those that they had a little bit more of that like you know they had the sound effect um where it almost see for me like I find those to be kind of distracting like it pulls me out of what I'm you know like what I'm reading um but I know that a lot of people do really like that so it might be um it might be worth just looking through like game lit or lit RPG um just to see kind of what you what you find there I will I'll let you know what I find next week Yes, do. I'm sorry I couldn't give you more specific uh, (laughs) instructions. But you know who really likes graphic audio and who you should ask is um, Kristen. Oh, I shall do so. (laughs) Yes. She sometimes gets into uh, graphic audio, like some of the fantasy and sci-fi that you're looking for. Like she might be able to point you in a direction or two. Thank you. You're welcome. Shannon, it's 10 to the hour, and you have uh, another hand. Um, that would be uh, phone number 518, ending in 517. I think it's um, Mary. This is Mary Beth. That's who I thought. And I just have a quick... Hey, Ray, how are you? Um, and Mika and everybody else. Um, as, as far as... Um, and I'm new on this call, so tell me if I'm, you know, how to order here, but... Um, Audible has a fairly new kind of, I don't know what you call it, service where the, um, if you, if you call in the, um, and I've never used it. So Mika, if it's good, we want to know if it's not so much, but, um, whether the, um, representatives, I guess, will recommend books. If, um, I've never tried it. I usually call them for some sort of technical thing, but they, I know they have it now because they always ask that on the evaluation forms. Did you discuss, you know, your reading habits with the representative and um, did they give you books that you liked? So if you call the audible that, you know, 888-283-5051 number, um, they, they will um, recommend books to you. And just in, in terms of racial stuff, I mean, there are a ton of, you know, like sort of contemporary, if you like the stuff that's sometimes shows up in Hallmark movies like Kate Carlisle or Joanne Fluke or Laura Levine. There are tons of like 
cozy mystery authors on on Bard. And um, I would just float through those and see what you oh, can yeah. find. Yeah, there are definitely a ton. Um, thank you so much for no problem. reminding me about that Audible thing. I have had uh, representatives like ask me if they can recommend a book for me. And what mm -hmm. I have found is that they usually recommend like bestsellers or like things that I've already read they don't and this has just been my experience so certainly if That's someone else yeah. um has has had a different experience I would I would love to know but they seem to sort of look at like you know what is most popular maybe what is selling most and recommend those rather than like delving deep into like oh you know you really like mysteries and thrillers and like giving you something that is sort of, I don't know, like less popular um, things that you're less likely to have read. So for me, I wonder what they do though if you there. told them. You know, did you did then you they, tell them? I mean, I did, like, and then they recommended like oh, some other oh, like bestseller, <laughs> and it just goes on and on that way. And then finally, I just said, "Oh, I'll I'll try that," and then <laughs> yeah, away. I'll get right on that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> As but I say, I, think, I usually come for tech support when something doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, depending on what people's, like, reading habits are, um, I think it's it's possible, you know, that you can find some recommendations that way, especially if you're willing to, like, hang in with them and say, you know, oh, no, I've actually already read that. Or, you know, <laughs> I don't I don't think I would like that. But I did notice that when they did recommend for me, it was stuff that I had read. Oh, sad. Okay, thanks for the tip. I'll remember not to call them for that. I'm a huge well, you know, certainly like give it a try. Um, you know, like I said, there's <laughs> nah. no there's no harm in seeing what they would recommend. Um, but I, I was kind of sad when they were like one of the things they recommended to me was um, where the crawdads sing by Delia Owens. Which is like super popular and something you know that I'd read um, quite a while ago, and so I told them that, and they were like, "Oh, well, then maybe you should try." And I forget what the second yeah. thing was, but it was also like a very popular thing that I had read. And maybe not, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks for the. Day. I, I, I was hoping that with something as specific as like Mika's thing, that maybe they could select it out. Now that they might be able to do, like if if yeah, you called you, or whatever, right? If you called and gave them like really specific, like what Mika was talking about, yeah, like maybe they could do that. I would say Mika, if you it might if be you do that, let us know, Mika. Yeah, Mika, we want to know. Okay, <laughs> thank you. If you call Audible, you let us know how that goes. I shall. <laughs> And uh, no more hands. All right. So we are at about five minutes to the hour here. So I want to just once again thank everyone for joining me tonight, for coming in and sharing, you know, some things that you've read, some things that you're looking to read. Um, if I have told you that I would do some research for you. Definitely um, come back and check in next week and I will do my best 
to have, uh, have those things ready for you. And once again, I want to thank Ray so much for hosting tonight. You're very welcome. And I want to thank Herbie for connecting to ACB Media 5 and to Clubhouse. So I think um, if you don't see anyone else, Ray, I think I, we can probably call it for tonight. Right. I do not and see anyone. All right, then I will see you all next week. And Same I'm gonna, time. Yeah, I think I might actually come and try to participate next week because do that. There, there are a couple of um, uh, I, I've got a couple of COVID. I've got a couple COVID recommendations if anybody wants to read Ooh. books about COVID. And uh, by the way, Wuhan Diaries is not on Bard. Um, it is not. No, I looked for it. I went looking for it during the call. So. Oh, sad. I thought I saw it there, but okay. I, I tried a couple of different ways to search it, but okay. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's possible I saw it somewhere else and just, um, mm -hmm. you know, thought it was barred, but 